to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today our guest is Vasu Kakar Lapudi. He has spent 17 years in private practice as an ear, nose, and neck surgeon. And currently he is the managing partner at APTA Properties and has been investing in real estate for the last 15 years. He's experienced with raw land, single family residences, senior care, medical offices, and dialysis centers, retail centers, and commercial multifamily. Dr. Basu has been successful in generating passive income and increasing net worth for themselves and their partners through several multifamily and retail syndications. So welcome to the show, Vasu. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. So I'd love to hear more about your background, if you can please share and how you got started in real estate. Sure. So I was uh, born in India and uh, grew up uh, in Kansas City, son of uh, Indian immigrant parent. Uh, and like most kids uh, at that age, I was interested in sports. And uh, my sport at that time was baseball. And I loved playing baseball, watching the Kansas City Royals at the time. And I wanted to be a uh, professional baseball player growing up. And then uh, I remember trying out for the freshman team in high school. And it was quick that quick to realize, very quick to realize that my talent wasn't going to support my dreams. And so stereotypically, like a lot of other brown kids who did good in school, I decided to go into medicine. So from there, I went to uh, an accelerated college and medical school program in Kansas City. And over there, I kind of really fell in love with ear, nose and throat, head and neck surgery. I loved surgery and working with my hands, but I also wanted to do something where I could make a significant impact on patients and actually cure people of a lot of disease processes that affected you know people in the prime age of their lives and not be uh, in a field that had a lot of uh, Debbie Downers and, and depressing type of medical conditions of stuff that I could make an impact and still use my hands and do medicine and surgery. So, so from there, I, I did my residency in um, ear, nose and throat, head and neck surgery in Baltimore and uh, subsequently started practice in the greater uh, Louisville, Kentucky area on the um, Indiana side. And so my wife and I uh, began our careers here in um, Southern Indiana, uh, greater Louisville area. And we're developing practice. My wife was going to dental school at the time and so things were growing really well. We were professionals. We had a bigger paycheck than we were ever used to. And along with the bigger paycheck comes uh, more taxes. And I just remember every April, year after year after year, we'd get like huge knots in our stomach realizing, my gosh, we're paying a lot to Uncle Sam, working well into kind of the second quarter every year, uh, paying Uncle Sam. And so curious guy that I am, I started asking more questions. And, and you know, the more questions I asked, the better answers I got. And I started looking around to see what other professionals would do to try to help grow their assets and develop a second stream of income in a, in a tax-advantaged way. And, and you know, the recurring theme was real estate. So uh, that's kind of how I got started in real estate. Oh, no, that's great. And I, I love that you guys started off as being in the doctor, being in the ear, nose, and neck surgeon, you know, being able to help mm-hmm. your patients and everything like that and seeing the direct impact mm-hmm. that you have on people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love the fact that, you know, again, so much of medicine is depressing and you're just trying to manage things. And it's a lot of end of life care and terminal diseases and stuff that you can't do a whole lot of stuff with. And so I really like ENT because we're able to help people in all age groups, but especially in the middle middle part of their lives, uh, help them breathe, sleep and uh, feel better. And so once you 
were asking a lot of questions on trying to figure out ways to kind of offset your larger um, tax bracket. What did you kind of come across and um, what did you discover when you found uh, real estate? So I started, you know, I had the benefit of seeing, you know, 30 to 40 patients every day. And so I started asking questions of like a lot of my patients and realized that, you know, the real estate industry is huge and there are a lot of people involved in real estate. And I um, started uh, developing some bonds and because I was curious, I several mentors kind of took me under their wings and kind of showed me how they looked at different deals and how they evaluate the pros and cons and how they evaluate risk. And at the same time, I was, I've was i always had an interest in business. So I got a chance to um, go back and do an MBA in entrepreneurship at the University of Louisville during this time period. So it was really a little bit of formal education, but a lot of it was just me interacting with people who do this full time and got to really see how they, how they work. I was listening to podcasts, reading books, and soon enough with all that the effort that I was putting in, I was getting my real life, you know, PhD in, in real estate and, um, and uh, that's essentially how I, I start, got started. You know, and then especially for you and being such a revered uh, profession as yourself and being a surgeon, you know, you guys are very, very successful in that aspect. And a lot of times, you know, people aren't really familiar with like real estate or they haven't really been exposed to it as much. And so like, why do you think that that is kind of like the reason why people in your profession haven't really heard about these other ways to kind of offset, you know, being in these larger tax brackets? Yeah, it's, it all goes back to our education. I mean, our education is all in the sciences and we're trained to think about everything scientifically and there's hardly any real education in, in uh, about basic finances, economics 101. It was just never taught in college and medical school. And so unless you had a specific desire to learn those things, there was no, there was no introduction to that in formal medical training. And in fact, it's almost the medical system almost discourages that because yeah, they're like, okay, you're a doctor, just be a doctor. Don't worry about anything else. Just be a doctor. You know, the reality is the world is so much more broad than just medicine and, and medicine is great. And I love doing what I do, but there's a whole world outside of medicine that is that I, I hope to help other professionals like me uh, explore. So once you've got that education, you started asking around more questions, you know, what was kind of like the first steps you took in order to kind of get into the more active space and then um, doing your first real estate deal? Yeah. So the first deal, like a lot of people who get started, it was in residential. So I had a, a cousin of mine who was a realtor in uh, suburban Washington, D.C., and I did my residency over there. So I kind of knew that Baltimore, Washington area. And so I bought my first townhome in suburban Virginia, uh, close to Dulles Airport. And that's really how I got started. So essentially, I put a down payment in, got a loan, we uh, recruited a tenant. And so the tenant would pay us rent, and we would use part of that proceeds to pay the mortgage and the remainder was our profit. And so I started off in residential like a lot of people. But then I realized, man, that's a lot of work. You know, you got tenants who have different needs. And we weren't big enough that we were able to hire other people to take care of this stuff. So I started to realize, well, if you do commercial, you can scale a whole lot easier and you can get a lot of professionals to help you so that you can do your day job being a physician. So I kind of graduated to commercial. First commercial project was a dialysis center, which was uh, leased out to a big player, Fresenius. And it was really a single tenant deal. So that was a lot easier because they would call us maybe two or three times a year instead of two or three times a week, like a, like a townhome tenant. And so that was my first introduction to commercial. And so I basically just used the cash flow from that 
and learned, uh, took the pearls that I had from each deal that I did, and then just graduated to doing more deals. And so we moved on to you know medical offices. I was able to show my partners in my practice that hey, you know we should invest in ourselves and own our own real estate because you know what better tenant is there than than ourselves? So we start off with doing medical offices. That way we built one office, and uh, our partners kind of saw the benefits of that and the tax benefits and how renting to themselves, they're essentially using a mortgage to help build their net worth. And so we were able to build another office. And so soon enough, now we've, over the course of the last few years, we've built five offices. So we worked on that parallel track. And then also more individual deals with uh, like a senior care facility that I worked with some mentors that I had grew up with in the real estate industry. And we did some development of senior care and as well as some retail centers and then graduated to commercial uh, multifamily uh, as well. And so, you know, a lot of people who might be in your same shoes, you know, in the medical profession, they might be looking Mm -hmm. at you and saying like, well, I'm very caught up in my work and I don't have a lot of time to get started in real estate, you know? And so like for you, how are you able to manage it? And then if somebody were who also wanted to be able to manage their um, medical practice and at the same time do some type of real estate, how, how have you been able to do that? Well, I think the first thing is in a practice, it's very, very important to be able to, there's the practice of medicine, and then there's all of the administrative stuff that goes along with medicine. And so one of the things I realized very quickly is that I needed, when I was in the office, I needed to be a doctor and didn't want to spend all my time doing all those administrative things. So part of what we did in our area was we got bigger so that we could afford administrative staff to be able to take care of all the non-doctor kind of things that go on in a medical practice. And so we start off, I was in a practice of two, we became four, and now we're 16. So because we're 16 people, we can hire people to take care of a lot of that other stuff that's not the doctor, actual doctor work. And so that afforded me some time to be able to, to do some other things. But at the end of the day, I mean, you find time for stuff that you are passionate about. And so you got to find what your passion is. And if your passion is real estate, you'll find time. My, my passion's always been real estate. So I found the time. And so, you know, if somebody wanted to get started, what are some of your recommendations on getting that first step in wanting to pursue something in real estate? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is mentors help a lot. And so if you show that you are really genuinely passionately interested, look around, talk to people in your area and find out who's doing what you're doing or want to do. And if you show that passion, people are happy to pay that forward. People who are successful love to share in general. They want to share with people who remind themselves you know, of themselves, you know, in an earlier stage in life. And so that's kind of what I did. I was very passionate about the space. And so I was fortunate enough to meet some people and network and really got to see how they evaluate things. I mean, you can read all the books you want. I believe me, I did all those things. Okay. I read, I read books, I listened to podcasts, but ultimately a real life education with people who do this, who've done this more than me, I was able to really see how they do things and and take pearls from each individual that I work with. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us, because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, 
and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. And so, you know, a lot of times too, you know, what, as you're getting started in real estate, there are so many different fields and so many different aspects in real estate that it can kind of get overwhelming. Mm-hmm. How did you mm-hmm. decide that you like the medical offices and like the uh, commercial family side of things? And then like, why did you decide to go in those fields? And like, what was interesting about it to you? Yeah, I mean, the medical office was, we, we were renting to ourselves. So, you know, it became obvious to me uh, that like we were paying rent to somebody else when we could be paying rent to ourselves. And, you know, one thing I've learned is always bet on yourself. So we bet on ourselves as doctors to say, okay, well, who better to pay the rent than to pay to ourselves? And so um, that was a natural given our profession. So any small business owner, I mean, if you have an option to try to own your own real estate that you work out of, I would strongly advise that you do that. That's a great start. And then in terms of multifamily, I really like the fact that multifamily was primarily driven based upon demographic trends. And so we know the number of people that there's going to be in a certain uh, metropolitan metropolitan statistical area and what the job growth situation looks like, what the demographics are. And so it's more resistant to economic cycles because people essentially always will need a place, you know, Elon Musk is not going to be able to, I don't think, I mean, who knows, but he's probably not going to uh, make a bedroom and a bathroom and a family room obsolete. So that's why I really, I love multifamily. And so for you, what are you currently focused on and what are you um, looking to do down the road as well? I'm looking to grow my real estate portfolio in a very diversified fashion. And, you know, I've had over the years, uh, my wife and I have done a lot of real estate. We've had a lot of friends and family that have worked with us on a small level, and they have been able to enjoy some of the benefits of real estate. And so more and more friends and family were asking me to see if I could help them get started. And I thought, well, that's a that's an opportunity for us to expand our horizons. And so now we work with uh, professionals and all across the country um, to get involved in real estate. So we kind of put deals together, primarily in the multifamily space, and to allow the professionals who either want to just be passive investors and you know don't want to really invest the time and energy to learn all these things, but they still want some of the benefits. Or some people who want to learn this, we're happy to share our knowledge and pay it forward because contribution is really, really important to us. Yeah. And then like what you mentioned too, with the passive side of things, even if you're doing it as a passive investor, you're still able to get the benefits of the tax, the tax benefits as well, even if you're passive or if you're an active investor as well. Yeah, absolutely. You're able to get through a lot of the entities, uh, uh, pass through depreciation and so forth, even as a passive investor, as a, as a fractional owner in an asset. So you're absolutely right, Aline. So for you, where are you uh, primarily focused on in terms of markets? And what do you look for when you're going into a new market? Well, so we have a lot of real estate locally in the Louisville, Southern Indiana area because we know this market. But our future focus in terms of multifamily is in areas that are really, that have the strongest most diversified job growth and job and economic growth. So, you know, in multifamily, it's all about demographics, right? So where are people moving? Where is the economy diversified enough that it can withstand 
stresses like 2008-9 financial crisis or COVID, um, or who knows what's going to happen next. Um, so we've identified some markets in the Southeast, you know, Atlanta, uh, the Carolinas, and some of the Texas markets that have not only significant population growth, like a lot of other areas in the Southern Smile, they call it, but have an, enough diversification that they can withstand economic cycles because the demographic trends are so strong. And their economic base or job base is very uh, broad, as opposed to being focused on nothing against people from Detroit. But like, for example, Detroit was focused on the auto industry. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't want to invest in, in an area, at least we wouldn't want to invest in an area that has just a singular focus, because you never know what's going to happen with that one industry. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing, Avasu. And for mm-hmm. you, you know, like, how have you been able to build up your business? Um, you know, some of the things that you mentioned was you you were able to hire some more staff and everything like that to kind of help with the administrative side of things. But is there anything else that you've able to share that you've that has helped you grow to where you are today? Yeah, just find a group of mentors to help you. I think that's the one thing I've, that I learned doing real estate is that it's a team sport. It really is a team sport. It's very hard to try to do real estate as one person. Um, But if you have a team of advisors that you can consult, because you can't be the expert in every aspect of real estate, but you can certainly try to strengthen what you do know and then work with people that are experts in each of these different areas of real estate, whether it's deal flow or financing or property management, et cetera. So find people around you that you can call and you help them in whatever they need and they'll help you. So it's it's a team sport. So really try to get a network of people together that can complement your skills. And I think that's one of the things that it took me some time to figure that out that I think would give uh, people starting out a head start if they realize that from the front end. And so for you, Vasu, how has real estate mm-hmm. investing impacted your life so far? I mean, I think the biggest thing is it's given me freedom, you know, freedom to be able to do what I want to do on my own terms. I still practice medicine, but I practice medicine and surgery purely because I love it and not because I need to support my family. Whereas, you know, that's what a second stream of income can do for you is no matter what your job is, you'll be able to enjoy it more when you do it purely because you love it and not because you've got financial pressures to be able, you know, you got to support your family. We all have to support our family, but a second stream of income allows you to do the things that you want to do. So freedom, financial freedom, you know, time freedom, freedom to be in relationships with people that you want to be in relationships with and and then freedom to contribute back to to society in any way that you want. And Gives what you is the resources to be able to do that? Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, it's important um, that by utilizing uh, real estate or something that you're passionate about, you know, you're able to create these new time freedoms and like what you mentioned, like all those different time freedoms for yourselves and for your families and be able to spend the time where you want to spend it instead of having to, you know, worry about where the income is coming from if you're able to kind of secure yourself with something else on the side. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, Eileen. And what is one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started? Yeah, I think it comes back to it's, it's a team sport. Just really surround yourself with people. It's a people business. Real estate's a people business, and it just happens to be trading in in hard assets that we call real estate. So, you know, the, all the numbers and the analysis, you can do all those things. It's very important for you to be able to learn those things. But there's a lot of subtleties to real estate that personal relationships and and being authentic and developing these bonds with with people around you is super, super important. And something that as a physician, I kind of realized later on, I thought everything was all about the science, but it's also about 
interpersonal relationships and emotional intelligence. And some of these softer things are really, really important in the real estate business that oftentimes goes neglected. Yeah, no, definitely agree. It's all about the relationships that you've been creating. And especially in the real estate space, what I found personally as well is, you know, I've been Mm -hmm. meeting like a lot of great people, especially like people like yourself and, Mm -hmm. you know, the people that we're connected with and everything like that. And they're just such an open and an abundant mindset. And it's just very Mm -hmm. welcoming um, environment that you don't really get in other industries. So it's like very nice to have this open community where you're able to share and you're able to create these relationships with like like like-minded people who have the same and similar type of goals that you do. Yeah, you know, their old adage, right? You are the sum of the five people you hang around with most. And so if you take that scarcity mindset and take everything as a zero-sum game, I mean, it's hard because if you feel like if you don't have a view of abundance, it's hard to to share. But if you really have that view of abundance and uh, expansion, um, you're very open to share because a rising tide raises all ships. And what is one thing that sets the successful people apart in the real estate investing business? I mean, I think it's discipline. You know, whatever it is to create some significant discipline that allows you to take actions and take steps one step at a time. And you know, it's very important to kind of analyze things, but you've got to take action and you got to set some tangible goals that are time bound. And I think that's really, really big because it's very daunting when you think about, okay, if you're a professional in law or engineering or IT or medicine, and you've done all this extra work to get to where you need to go to in your career, you know, if you've got to stare a whole new industry the mountain looks very, very tall. So, but just take one step at a time and learn from your steps, reevaluate and take the next step. And so you don't have to take five steps at a time. Every little step will build momentum. So start small and carry forward and, and, and be passionate about what you're doing. Absolutely. It's a long-term game and not a short-term strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Eileen. And Vasu, do you have any tools or techniques that you can share with us today that you've used to improve the efficiency of your business or your personal life? Yeah, I'm a big believer in a a morning routine. So I try to uh, wake up uh, at the relatively same time. It's hard on the weekend sometimes, but I drink a lot of water first thing in the morning and I meditate uh, in the morning and at least maybe four times a week, I, I exercise in the morning before work. That gets me going. So I hydrate myself. I clear my mind with some meditation and then do some physical activity. And that sets the tone for the whole day. So I think I've found that that really gives me the energy and the determination and the focus to be able to get through the tasks of the day. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for sharing your journey and your experience in real estate. I really appreciate you coming onto the show and definitely really appreciate, appreciate everything that you shared today. Yeah, glad to be here, Eileen. And so if our listeners wanted to find out more about you, Vasu, and um, learn about more about what you do, what is the best place that they can go and reach you? Yeah, it's um, our company is called APTA Properties, A-P-T-A uh, Properties, plural.com. And they, uh, they can learn a little bit more about what we do. Awesome. Thank you so much, Vasu. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Eileen. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifacecapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly.
Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.